So I am on the line with Miss Isabel Freiberger. Uh, you currently live in New York, is that correct? It's uh, that's a complicated question. I'm kind of in between Toronto and New York City right now. Okay, okay, all right. Um, I, but you're from Chapel Chapel Hill, North Carolina, correct? Yep. Yeah. And, right, and you are a dancer, a photographer, a performer, an international instructor, as yep. well as a choreographer. Choreographer, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, you went and graduated from Duke University. Yep. And you dance samba, salsa, pachanga. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so pachanga, cha cha, bachata, jazz, ballet, modern tango, hip hop, flamenco, belly dancing, as well as kizomba. I'm trained in those. I wouldn't say that I'm like professional. I'm mostly mostly salsa. Okay. Merengue bachata. I understand. I understand. I will. (laughs) <laughs> I really, I want to say that I love Pachanga. Pachanga looks so cool when it's done properly. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. I want to, um, oh, I really want to talk about you know all of that, but um, we're talking about Pachanga. Okay. Tell me, can you give me some tips for Pachanga? Can I what? Give me some tips for Pachanga. Um, yeah, just make sure to keep your knees bent. Okay. Like so you don't hurt yourself. One. Yeah. Step number one, and try and relax. Okay. It's, it's a lot of work. You know, it looks kind of relaxed and lazy. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I would say I don't think it looks uh, easy at all. Honestly. It's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to learn the basic step, but once you get the basic step, it's like. Uh-huh. All right. Um, I was introduced to it a while ago, but um, I saw, I believe, your dance partner, Robert Alexander Rosario Suero. Uh-huh. He came to... Um, the Bachata, New Orleans Bachata Festival last year, 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. he did it with his twin brother, and it was really cool. They're actually not twins. Are you serious? <laughs> not <even> brothers. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. They look so much alike. Yeah, they call themselves the Mambo Twins. They're really good. But they're not related. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, yeah, but I saw him do I saw another people do as well, but yeah, he did it very well. Very yeah. well. Definitely. I, I'm curious, what was it like growing up in uh, Chapel Hill, or, you know, living there? Uh, it was good. You know, it's kind of a small town, um, big, like, university town. So um, my mom works at the university, so I kind of got into that. Um, but, yeah, just I feel like it's pretty regular American town, okay. I guess. <laughs> I, that. I definitely understand that. And so um, yeah. and you went to school in Duke. How far is Duke from Chapel Hill? It's like 20 minutes. Not okay. Even. So, so what made you stay, you know, in state? Why, why not go out? Why not explore? Um, honestly, Duke was the best school that I got into, and yeah. my dad. So my mom works at UNC, and my dad works at Duke. Ah. And and you know we got some good payment plans on that because he works <laughs> there, and best school I got into. So. Oh, Duke, yeah. that's a good school, yeah. Great school, yeah. And and you got the in-state tuition, so of course. Yeah. Cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, uh, and so. Um, I believe uh, at 19 is when you started dancing. Is that correct? That is. So did you grow up in a dancing household at all, or? No, not really. No, actually, no, not at all. Uh, so, <laughs> My dad's a musician. He he uh, plays the guitar. Um, so you know the arts and stuff were always encouraged in my house. But um, no, I didn't. I didn't start dancing. I didn't take my first dance step really until I was 19. So. Okay. 
So, so yeah, I'm gonna make sure I understand you. So, from between uh, you know, a baby to the age of 19, you didn't really dance at all. Oh no, that's not true. I, okay. I like maybe a year of gymnastics when I was like five, and like a year of ballet when I was like three. But I didn't. I, I played sports all throughout. So I don't know if anyone calls gymnastics dancing, but I get what you're saying. All right. I just, well, <laughs> what I do with my with my partners, I do a lot of acrobatics, and okay. so. It would have been nice if I'd stayed in gymnastics. Dude, so, I mean, we're talking about it. I saw um that video you did on Fear. Mm. Oh, dude, that's a really, really cool video. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, okay. So um, I'm going to put this up on iTunes and Spotify. And so for the people who are listening on the podcast, um, you pretty much show your journey from, like, the beginning to you performing this trick yeah. of yours where your partner flips you in the air. Yeah, it's a backflip. Um, uh-huh. And I am... So I'm not a gymnast. <laughs> Let's make that clear. Um, and I'm actually really terrified of tricks, but I do hey. a lot of acrobatics in my dancing. Um, and that's part of, I think, why I like it is that it's such a huge challenge for me. And so when I accomplish it, it feels right. It feels like an accomplishment, <laughs> but it's still scary to this day. Yes, of course, of course. I'm curious. Um, even for myself, you know, um. I see something scary and I might turn away from it, you know, uh, and other people as well. What, what advice can you give me and other people? Um, I think first of all is, I mean, you have to be for something like acrobatics, that's actually physically dangerous. You have to be smart about it and assess the risks and make sure that you're getting the right training and starting from, you know, the beginning, you don't want to just throw yourself into something that's really dangerous without having, the knowledge, the training and the, and the coaching. Um, so I'm really lucky to have a really wonderful acrobatics coach here in New York. His name is David Paris. Um, he's worked with a lot of dancers and, um, yeah, I mean, for me, what helps is going step by step. And once I know the process and the steps, it helps take away a little bit of that fear. Um, I mean, the fear for me is always there, but you, you can kind of combat it with logic in a way. Telling yourself like, oh, I've done this a million times. I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's always there. You just have to face it. Okay, so it's it's always there. Just um, just deal with it, right? Kind of, yeah. I mean, if if you know that you're gonna be safe and you know that you've done it, you know, if the fear remains, uh-huh. then what's left is you make the decision whether or not you want to put yourself in that uncomfortable situation to just face it and go through with it anyway. Cause it is uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's worth it at the end. Okay. Uh, I, when you, once you, uh, when, if you overcome, once you overcome it, it's worth it. Yeah, I think so. No, I definitely, I definitely understand that. I, so I'm curious. Like stupid behavior, but you know, again, assessing the risks and. No, of course. Well, I mean, I, I say what, um, a lot of times if it, if it's worth it, it's not going to be easy. Right. Oh, never. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't come across that yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. Um, I, I want to talk about, um, t- tell me what it was like taking your first salsa class. Is that, I'm sorry, is that what you first started with, salsa? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a salsa through and through. Okay, okay. Music, dance, everything. Um, I actually, I started out social dancing. So I just, I always loved the music in high school and, and um even in middle school, I mean, I didn't grow up with it. I'm half Spanish, but I didn't grow up with, with, uh, a lot of like Latin music. I grew up with a lot of Spanish music. Um, but, uh, as soon as I heard salsa, I was like, what is that? I love it. <laughs> and so in high school, I kind of always tried to find friends that would 
want to learn how to do it with me, but I couldn't because I, I was in sports. And so, no. <laughs> and so in college, it's, you know, college is like a time to reinvent yourself. And so I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to learn. And so I found a friend and she and I would find all the Latin parties and just go dancing all the time until we found a school that we wanted to take a class with. And um, so at that point, I was lucky enough to have friends that um, kind of taught me some stuff just on the social floor. And so I didn't start in like the most basic level, which was kind of cool, but also weird. Yeah. It was great. I, I mean, I've loved it since day one. <laughs> I'm curious, what was it like, um, you know, learning through social dancing? I mean, it was a party. It was fun. Okay. <laughs> I was young and freshman in college. And okay. um, it was, you know, I think if I could go about it again, I'm not sure that's how I would do it just because I probably picked up a lot of bad habits. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I always learned really quickly. And I swear to God, we went out dancing every single night. Okay. And, um, <laughs> I don't know how we graduated. So I'm curious, <laughs> is, there, is there a big... Salsa scene, um, in I Duke or in, in North Carolina? Um, yeah, in North Carolina, it's, I wouldn't say it's big, but it's pretty good quality. Um, it's a pretty tight knit community and it's grown a lot. Um, in the past, like, I guess it's been now like 13 years since I started. So it's grown for sure. I'm curious. I'm curious. Would you happen to know this lady by the name of Georgia Grace who owns, who owns Holy City Salsa? I I don't know if I do. Okay, I know her. She um, I have, she was a previous guest of mine. She teaches oh, in North Carolina. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. What yeah. do you know? What part of North Carolina? Oosh, um, it's called the Holy City. What what's the capital of North Carolina? Raleigh. Uh, Raleigh, yeah. Yeah, okay, she, it's in Raleigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's been it's been like six years since okay. I lived there, so okay. I'm sure it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So yeah. um, so so you know, you start taking classes or start social dancing. Mm-hmm. Um. And it, what sparks it for you? Like, what makes you say, okay, I want to like, you know, take this to the next level? Because if I'm not mistaken, you started majoring, you majored in fine arts, correct? Well, I got my master's in fine art and I, oh. I got my undergrad in uh, international studies and global health. Okay. And yeah, nothing, not good. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with anything I'm doing. <laughs> um, well, kind of. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I just, I've always been a really like, go get them. If you're doing it, go full force type of person um, with the things that I really like and I'm passionate about. And um, I think especially things that are physical in nature, like because I grew up doing sports, um, it was kind of like either you do the best or you don't do it at all. (laughs) And I think that kind of helped me. And I I just loved it. It brought me so much joy. Um, Duke is a great school but it wasn't really the perfect fit for me. And so I, I kind of struggled a lot. And so it was, I want to like, ask you uh, for me. Why, why do you say it wasn't the best fit? Um, I think I kind of realized a little too late more what I wanted to focus on and dance helped me with that. And that is being an artist and like really pursuing that. And it's there, there are a lot of wonderful art classes and, and programs at Duke, but it's definitely more of like a science and math engineering type of school um and it has a lot of like super type a personalities that just it just uh, that's not me 
but it's great. I don't regret it at all. I just think that there probably was a better school that was a better match for me. Mm. But um, I definitely don't regret it because I wouldn't. Be I would say, yeah, um, you know, all your past experiences that that's what makes you who, who you are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So um, so you know, you you go to Duke and you're taking some classes, yeah. um. And then do you graduate and then move to New York or like do you work for a little bit? Yeah, I am. Um, I, I worked, uh, like in the summers and stuff, um, at, just at restaurants and, um, I actually took five years to graduate. Um, same, same here. But, so that's not yeah, I took some time off, like halfway through completely reimagined. I went in as pre-med and then I was like, okay, <laughs> trying to follow in my dad's footsteps. Love him. Okay. but not for me. Um, and blood. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And so, uh, it took some time off. Uh, I worked at a couple restaurants and stuff. I actually worked in a lab for a while. Mm-hmm. It was great, but again, not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, so I started dancing professionally pretty quickly in, in the sense that I started traveling with a professional team. Right. Do I consider myself been a professional at that time? No. <laughs> the the, uh, the Kobo Brothers Dance Company, right? Brothers Dance Company, yeah. So they're the people that I started training with right away, um, and they were hardcore. They're amazing. Uh-huh. They're amazing. Um, and I got lucky that at that time that I joined, they needed dancers, female mm-hmm. dancers. And so me and my friend Aaron, which is the one I mentioned before, uh, we were young, we were hungry. Learned fast. We didn't get injured easily because we were young. Okay. <laughs> so they kind of put us through boot camp and oh. um, started traveling really quickly at a professional level. <laughs> and so I got thrown into that world really, really fast. And so I knew that I wanted to keep pushing and pursuing that. And so I started making money off of dance really quickly, really early. I mean, that's uh, awesome. Not enough to make a living at first, but recognizing that that was a possibility um and uh just jobs here and there in the summers and then uh and then I went to grad school online and that's at that point by the time I started grad school I was um working professionally as a dancer pretty much so so um, I want to talk about the Kobo the, the dance mm-hmm. company but but yeah. did you graduate and then move to New York like, I'm just curious what happened yes, I graduated my undergrad and then um, started my master's online and got about a year and a half in, and then I moved to New York. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and so with, with the Cobra Brothers, you said they were, um, you said they were hardcore. Oh, what yeah. do you mean by that? They're hardcore. <laughs> They'll laugh if, if they hear this because <laughs> they know it. <laughs> um, yeah, just they, they really, they like things uh, done right. Okay. Yeah, hardcore training, which is great. You know, their classes are intense. They have a really great academy down there in North Carolina. Um, and teams, I'm, I'm not sh- exactly sure of the state of their, like what teams they have right now, but at that time they had student teams, a semi-pro team and a, and a professional team. And it was very, you know, okay. Camp. T- tell me, um, do, do you know much about the owners or like, is the Cobra brothers? I don't, I don't yeah, think I, I know much of them. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not, I don't want to speak out of line. I don't think Milton is dancing anymore. Um, James Kobo is still dancing, I think, and running the school and the team. Um, but yeah, at the time when I was there, they were both working full time as engineers and dancing full time. Wow. Yeah. 
So they don't mess around. Everything from all of my foundations come from them. Right. Um, you know, and then I moved to New York and I've, you know, added obviously yeah. a lot of information <laughs> since then. I, um, I know for a fact that, you know, um, you probably leveled up the quickest once you joined that team though, right? Just practicing every day. Right. I assume. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as, um, my friend Aaron and I, we started, so we started off social dancing and then we took our first lessons with the Kobo brothers. It was pretty immediate that they were like, okay, let's see if you want to come train with us. And yeah. we were like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I feel like, um, that's got to be the secret to, you know, uh, getting better quickly, right? And joining a performance team. Um, I think it depends. I think that's a really great question. And I don't think that there's a one size fits all answer for you. But I do think that the more you are dancing, the better you will get. And I think that it needs to be like, for me, it was a magical combination of a lot of social dancing, a lot of classic classes, and a lot of rehearsing. So I had choreography, I had social dancing, and I had class. And to me, that was like, you're getting it from all sides. Because in what we do in Latin dance, because it's social, you can't forget about that aspect of it. You have to learn leading and following um, in order to be good at it. But some people only focus on choreography. And to me, that's very limiting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said, what it sounds like, though, is um, you you immerse yourself in it, though, right? Oh, 100%. Exactly. That was my life. It is my life. It's been my life since I started. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm curious. What do you think? What gives you such passion for it? Why do you like it so much? Can you, can you do you know why? Can you explain it? Gosh, um, for me, it, number one, it's the drums. Okay. <laughs> you give me a nice drum rhythm. I don't even care what it is <laughs> at this point. It's like ah, oh, it's like a heartbeat, you know. Okay. Um, you just can't not move. And then just. Able to feel something and then react. It's like okay. your magic. Okay. I'm addicted to it. Uh, <laughs> so it's a healthy addiction. Yeah. You just have <laughs> um, a passion for it. Yeah, I'm just I'm addicted for yeah, sure. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. Around so, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's um, that's amazing who you are. So, yeah. so I know I know you um, so you came to New York with an apartment and a dream, right? Basically. <laughs> what was it like moving to New York? Ooh. <laughs> well, and, and what brought you to New York? Um, well, I was, you know, I, uh, as grateful as I am to the Cobra Brothers Dance Company and to growing up in North Carolina, I, I wanted more. Um, I felt like I was approaching kind of a ceiling in that community and, um, wanted to see how far I could take this thing. And so I started reaching out to a few people. Um, I was looking at LA, San Francisco, and New York. And um, then California just seemed way too far for me. And I always wanted to explore New York anyway. So I actually was um, in contact with Fausto Felix. And um, yeah, I came to New York with a partner and an apartment, basically. (laughs) And we just started working. And we, we, uh, our goal was to compete and just push ourselves, basically. Okay. I'm yeah. curious. Tell me about, um, Fausto Felix, please. He's amazing. He is a really incredible, talented dancer. He was a great partner. Um, I 
He's been one of my favorite people to work with uh, in my entire career. He's uh, super creative. He's hardworking, fun, okay. you know, works hard, but doesn't take everything so seriously that you can't. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so did he own a dance school or a team or? Uh, he did. He had a, he had a team at the time. He had recently broken off on his own as well. And now he's mostly known for bachata, but he's an incredible salsa dancer. Okay. And so, you know, partly it was because, you know, I knew he was starting off doing his own thing. And I was like, Hey, I want to do this too. Um, so we, we just started messing around and did a few competitions and some congresses and stuff. Yeah. And it was really great. Yeah. But he, then he really blew up in bachata and that just, yeah. I love bachata, but I was, I. Does he have a passion for salsa? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. I, I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, I, I know it was probably kind of scary and difficult, you know, to move to a, a big city yeah, like New York. It was terrifying. Well, yeah. So what, um, what gave you the courage to do that? Um, again, I just kind of did it. I don't know. I don't know if it was like, like I knew it was going to be hard and I knew it was going to be scary. Um, but I, I have a wonderful family. Thank God. And I love them so much. And I, there was always the option of coming home and that, hey. that made it like, okay, like just do it. it. Worst case, you come home. Um, you just try. If you fail, then you fail and that's okay. Um, and I failed a million times, but I stayed. <laughs> I keep failing. I fail every Persistence. day. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, you just, you know, I just think it's so much worse to regret than to try and fail. You know, failing is really not that bad. In fact, that's the only way to be successful in something. You know, I don't know who I'm sure some famous person said that. Yeah. But like, it's, it's true. It's true. If you don't try, then you're definitely never going to get there. Um, so I'm really grateful that I did it. It definitely has had a lot of ups and downs. Um, and I think New York has this special, thing with like special essence to it especially if you're not from here if you if you didn't grow up here where it's like an extreme love hate relationship (laughs) like i love it so much and i hate it (laughs) at the same time (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but it's a lot going on new york is good to you if you work hard okay okay right down (laughs) if you get lazy i'm curious um how did your parents feel about you, you know, wanting to pursue dance as a full, you know, yeah. as, a, as a passive full-time thing? Um, I think it, it took them a minute to really, truly understand how serious I was about it. Um, just because it literally, it came out of nowhere, uh-huh. you know, cause I played, I was thinking about going to school for, for sports and I was thinking about becoming a doctor and doing all the fit of the official things. <laughs> And, you know, my parents were like really excited about that. Um, and so I think because in my brain, I understood how much I loved it and how passionate I was. And I could see that I could make a career out of it. That it made sense to me, obviously, but I'm not sure I communicated it very well. <laughs> and they were like, okay, cool. So you really like dancing, but what about this? <laughs> hey. and once they saw it, they were really incredibly proud and incredibly supportive and have been super, super supportive. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really lucky. Yeah, I, I'll say that that support system is very important. It has oh, to be. It's critical. Yeah. yeah. And I know I'm really very lucky to have that. I know a lot of people that don't, 
Um, and so that that has made it a lot easier for me to face a lot of these challenges okay. and difficult. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious. We already talked. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying I hear you. I'm sorry. My sisters as well have been an okay. incredible support system. What yeah. happened with um Aaron? Your your previous. Yeah. She's still dancing. Or? She stayed dancing with them for a couple years after I left. Um, but now I believe she is becoming a physical therapist and she's incredibly hey. passionate about that. She's a brilliant woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think she's put dancing aside a little bit, maybe just a little bit for fun, but, um, yeah, she's, she went back to Duke actually. We met at Duke and then she went back. <laughs> okay. So no, so no. Um, I'll, I'll put you, um, I, we already spoke about him. How did you run into Mr. Robert? Yeah, so that's an interesting story. Um, might get some people upset in New York about this too, but it's all about the truth, right? (laughs) Um, so we, I don't know if you know the team New York Movement. Um, but at the time I was dancing with Fausto. Robert was dancing with his partner at the time, Delia Madera. And, uh, we decided to come together and and form a team called Team New York, which was kind of what New York Movement evolved into. Or out of, and uh, we we created this team to compete, and uh, it was a very strong team, um, three couples. So it was me and Fausto, Robert and Delia, and then uh, this guy Fernando Moreno and um, Veronica Castilla. And so we did it. We created a routine, competed, performed a couple times. People loved it. We won. It's awesome. Uh, but then the team it got a little dramatic and it split up and, um, and that sort of led, it was, it's very complicated, but then Fausto and I ended up not dancing together because he grew up in bachata and I didn't really want to go down that path. Wasn't really an option anyway, but, um, and, uh, at that time, Robert and Delia, their partnership split up as well. And Robert needed uh, a partner for a gig. And so I helped him out on that and it went really well. We created, choreography and we were like hey let's keep doing this yeah <laughs> and it worked so mm. that's a very short version okay nice yeah. how um how long do you think you've been dancing professionally how long yes ma'am um i would say <laughs> with me thinking uh that i'm was really a professional because it's there's no test that you take right but, right, right um i was on a professional team a year into me learning how to dance. Um, but I was not a professional dancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I would say probably the past, like I've been dancing for 13 years. I would say like eight or nine years. I okay. maybe consider myself professional level. Yeah. Definitely the last six to seven years. All right. And, and so the, to this question, um, that, that lifestyle is <laughs> completely different than what I live. It's crazy. Ooh. Oh, please tell me, what is it like being a professional dancer? Well, to be a professional Latin dancer in the, in this community, it's a very specific, um, world. Uh, a lot of, it, there's a few different tracks that you can take. You can kind of be more of a competitive dancer and do the whole com- competition thing. Um, but in general, a lot of the work that we get is at congresses, at dance events. And it's exhausting. Uh, if I'm really honest with you, I would say that I've, I've gotten a little bit tired of that lifestyle. I love the community. I love dancing, but it, it's a little exhausting to have to rely on being at an event every single weekend to make your money, make your money. 
right? Um, you know, obviously there's private lessons and classes and, and, and teams and groups that you do in your, in your, you know, home base. But, um, most dancers in this community make the bulk of their money traveling. Uh, I would say, unless you own a studio, which is another way to do it. Right. I'm not doing that here. Nope. <laughs> uh, maybe eventually, but not in New York. Um, but yeah, it's, it's exhausting. Uh, but uh, there's other ways to make money as a dancer and, and that would just require kind of stepping outside of the Latin dance community, which is sort of what I'm doing right now. And it's been amazing. Okay. Um, I, I, I want to have so many questions, but, um, why, <laughs> why wouldn't you open a studio in New York? Oh, New York is crazy, man. Okay. It's too expensive. <laughs> okay. It's too okay. expensive. And like, yeah, I know I've been talking a big talk about facing your fears and stuff. It's not even something I'm scared of. It's just I'm not interested in it. Like, um, I, I know myself. I am not. Business is not my strong point. Art and creativity is. So maybe one day, uh, I think it's a wonderful business thing and it's very important for the dance community, especially the Latin dance community. You know, the more resources that we give to the world, the more the world knows what it is right, that we do. Right, right. Um, but I'm just not at that point yet. I think that you need to really be willing to kind of settle down. True. Uh, and it's a huge investment, time, money. Of course, yes. Huge risk. It's, yes. I'm not, that's not where I want to put my energy at, at this moment in time, especially not in New York because it is so expensive and there are so many studios and so many. I... Like, it's, it's not easy here. I have mad yeah. respect for the people that do it here. <laughs> I think that's just I think that's just you being smart, you know. Um, it's just not, smart. not where I want to go right now with my career. I still, you know, not that you can't have a studio and perform and travel and, you know, keep pushing your artistry. It's just where I want to spend my energy and my money and time is not in a brick and mortar business oh, right yeah, now. I understand that. Yeah, I'm, it's this business right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Um. What do you think is the hardest part about being a professional dancer? Oh man, <laughs> what's not hard? <laughs> you know, I think it's um, you just have you have to show up every single day, no matter how you feel about yourself. <laughs> I guess you you you, um, you are your business, right? Yeah, you are the business. Yeah, you have to. You really have to show up. Like you can. Let's say I had a job where I just had to get up in the morning and go to the office, and this is. Let me not, I'm not throwing shade or anything. You can kind of not feel so great about yourself, show up to the office and still get your work done. And right. it doesn't really affect you. Whereas you wake up as a dancer, you feel kind of shitty about yourself. Like maybe your body doesn't feel right. Or you feel like you had a horrible show last week and you show up to the studio and you have to act like you are the baddest dancer in the world. Right. <laughs> it's like, that is hard to do really hard not to mention physically it's very challenging you have to you just have to do it and you just have to show up do the work that's a lot of times you're tired you're you know you're having a bad day and dance is so it's emotional oh, I believe it, it needs to be like if if you really want to make it meaningful and powerful to you and to the world which you know because dance it's an art and you share it it's not just yours Exactly. Um, that you have to tap into that. And sometimes that can be really, really challenging. It's always worth it though. 
I, I want to ask you, uh, I have two questions for you, but, um, I don't want to forget either one. Um, the counterpoint, a counter question is, you know, what's your favorite part of being a professional dancer? Mm-hmm. And also, but answer this first. Um, how physically demanding is the job? Ooh. Um, I, I don't, I don't hear that often, you know, the physical aspect of it. Yeah. I think this is one of the beautiful, but also challenging parts about Latin dance. And I think it creates a lot of controversy. Um, well, first, my favorite part about dancing is that I get to do what I love every single day. Like, okay, that's awesome. Even when I don't want to do it, as soon as I start, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this shit. <laughs> that's awesome. Even if I'm tired, like, I, I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. But um, I think what what your second question was, um, in the Latin dance community, it's it's beautiful, but also a bit of a controversy, and I think – people definitely have their opinions about it is that you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to move a certain way. You don't have to be a certain weight or body size to do this and to be really fucking good at it and be professional and to do an amazing job, Um, which I think is really beautiful. It really is for everybody, everybody, every body, you know? Um, And I think that that's amazing and that should never change personally. But I also do think that it depends on your style of dance. Right, right. Um, for example, I do salsa cabaret. Essentially, I do acrobatics. And it is incredibly demanding. I, you know, I can't just let my body go, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. again, this is not to get into another conversation about body positivity, which I think is a very important conversation to have in this community and most dance communities. Um, and the world, <laughs> uh, but put, pushing that aside for right now. Yeah, no, I get you. Um, I get you. It, uh, yeah, you have to have your body right. You have to be strong. It's more about what I think your body is capable right. of than what it looks like. Um, for example, as a cabaret dancer, I'm actually I'm big. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm tall. Um, a lot curvier than a lot of the girls that are thrown in the air. Um, and I work out, man. I work out okay. all the time. Okay. <laughs> and you have to, you have to, you have to keep your body strong. Yeah. Strength, flexibility, and capability. And that doesn't, you know, that goes beyond what you're naturally capable of. And you have to train it along with the dancing. Mm. It's very hard. It's very yeah. Tough. I never, um, it kind of sounds like you're a, a little professional athlete as well. Oh, yeah. Dance is athletic. I believe it, yeah. What it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can de- definitely take it that way. In that's kind of what I was saying is in Latin dance, um, there, there's you can kind of choose how athletic you take it, mm-hmm. which is cool. I definitely. I mean, I don't know if this sounds arrogant, but I definitely consider myself an athlete. That's yeah, without a doubt. I mean, because you, I train like one. Uh huh. I mean, you grew up doing sports, so I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. that carries over. It's part of why I love dance, because it's okay. art and athleticism. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, um, you know, going going towards, you know, uh, you know, today, as in, you know, what you're doing today, um, you, this year you're going to be performing at Porta Vintage, which is that, and you've been yeah. hosted by Jalissa Cruz, who oh, was my God. previous, um, performance team leader. How did you get involved with that? Well, I've actually known Julissa for a really long time and she hey, okay. is 
um, not only an inspiration, but I think in the last year or so, she can correct me if I'm wrong. I dare you, girl. But I feel like she's kind of become a friend. Um, I respect her so much. I think that she, she's been in this industry for a long time and she, she's, you know, that's not easy to do. She's been in this community going strong, you know, staying relevant and being herself, which is also not easy to do. Um, because she, uh, and I mean this in the best way possible, does not fit the status quo. She does her own thing. She kills it. And I love it. She, and what she's doing with this event is going to be amazing. I mean, she's, she's pushing ideas and concepts that are so important and that are not talked about enough. Mm. That we're not pushing enough supporting women. She's, you know, she's really doing the things yeah. and I'm really, really excited and honored to be working with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, she used to host it. I know she's moved around, but um, she used to host it in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, I went a couple of <laughs> times and, you know, it's, it's, it's always a good event, you know, cause she yeah. brings in such amazing talent. Yeah. Which is, you know, saying to, to bring to Richmond, which doesn't have the biggest dance committee. It's so yeah. amazing. It's important, man. Oh my goodness. Yes. From outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to, um, tell me about your, um, you have this, your weekly spinning technique class. Well, I did actually, uh, I'm not really doing that anymore. Uh, I'm now doing, uh, I have, I have two teams here in New York. I have, and what I started doing is on Mondays, we do a training day. And so we work on all different kinds of things. It's, it's like a class. Uh, we work on uh, conditioning and stretching. And actually last night we worked on spinning. Um, we work on body movement. We we do some Afro. We do some salsa, cha-cha, whatever we feel like working on. We work it and we train and we, I kill them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I left the, I did, I was doing the spinning class, um, up until the end of last year. Oh, okay. And I've kind of discontinued that. People don't like take technique, man. It's so important to train the fundamentals and to train. Right. The, but people just, they want fun stuff, which I get it. Latin dance is fun, but it's a lot more fun when you have strong fundamentals. <laughs> Are you speaking the truth though? And it's cause. I guess, yeah, the technique isn't glamorous. It's not. It's not. It's like you got to do, it's a lot of repetition. It's a lot of drilling. It's a lot of like not flashy stuff. Mm. And it's a lot of hard, frustrating work. And so people in the class and, and, and I'm so grateful to my students that that class had like a very core group of dedicated students. And I love y'all. And they're probably amazing dancers. They're great. Yeah. Yeah, of course. and, but yeah, people just, they, they want to go have fun, which I get it. But like dance is also hard work. And if you really, really, really want to improve, right. always take it back to the basics. And that's something that's, I think a little lacking in the Latin dance community is this, it's this lack of really training the fundamentals. Everybody you kind of want to just bypass past that and go to the flashy stuff. But fundamentals are where it's at i was literally just saying this last night i was like if you don't enjoy dancing your basic step what are you doing okay that's got to be the most fun part of everything if you don't enjoy the basic step of the dance that you're dancing figure out a way to fall in love with it because it's the core of everything yeah yeah I, um i i think you're going to be like maybe episode 34 35 and like mm-hmm. what everyone keeps telling me is you know i asked them what does it take for an intermediate to go to events? And they always say it's the basics, always the fundamentals. 
basics yeah. always. And the funny part is, is that we realize that the better you get, uh-huh. the better you get, the more you realize I don't need to learn the fancy stuff. That uh-huh. stuff is actually easy. Well, it's not, but it's easy when you learn the hard stuff, which is the basics. <laughs> I mean, all the time in my classes, if you look at any professional ballet or classically trained dancer, and I am not a classically trained dancer, I, I take class, I take ballet, I take jazz. This has been a minute, but I, I do my best to try and take as much, uh, like dance cross training as possible. But if you look at any professionally classically trained dancer, Let's take ballet, for example. The first thing that they learn, their essential basic step is probably a first position plie. They never stop training that. That's, that's their warm up. Okay. Everything that they do. You can, Misty Copeland is going to do her first position plie every single day. But we learn the basic step on day one. And by day two, we've already moved on to cross body lead and we forget okay. about training the basic step. And it's like, are you crazy? Mm. Yeah, we're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get better and you're like, oh, wait, I need to actually go relearn this basic step so I can do it better. Okay. And then yeah. get better from there. I, I think, I think it's a, it's like a two part effect. Mm. It's one part being that, you know, you know, salsa class is somewhat of a business, you know, so there's a transaction. Oh, for sure. And, and salsa is like, it's about the fun. It's about the party. Good way to get people in for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think also, you know, um, it's 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 an individual's goals, you know. Not everyone has a goal to be a professional dancer like yourself. No, and I think that's a very important point that you're making. Not everyone wants to be a professional dancer, but I do think that if you get into something like dance, um, I think general human nature is that you want to be good at it, right? Of course, yes. It's not just like ah, I don't really care. You know, it's dance is so personal. It's literally you, what you people are watching you. Nobody. Well, I'm sure there's someone out there, but I feel like nobody wants to look bad. Of course, so of course not. Of course, it, it it all applies, right? If you want to be a better lead, work on your basic. If you want to be a better follow, work on your basic, right? It's as simple as that. Okay. So I'll, let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. For for even myself, I, I'll, let me ask you myself. Ask you. Yeah. Um, say I don't have the time to join a performance team. Is my is my best um, bet to just do a basic class for the next year? Yeah. Okay. You can also just put on a song and practice your basic step in your house. For okay. 10 minutes. <laughs> Five minutes One song a day. That's it. Okay. Oh, well, well then, okay. Well, you know, know. people, true, true. So um, for people out there right now, for myself, mm-hmm. what, what makes the best basic? What do I need to focus on? Is it pushing back? You know, um, can you, that is very complicated. It depends also very highly on the style of dance that you're doing. Gotcha. Um, but we, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously, <laughs> um, it's all about weight transfer. I mean, dance. Right. Dance is weight transfer, right? Dance equals weight transfer. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm starting to see that more and more, right? Yes. So if you really are working on the, uh, mechanics of your body and using your feet against the floor. It's, it's very complex, but let's use the word push. You want to use the floor, pushing against the floor, right? So I, I tend to use the analogy of dancing more like a tiger rather than a horse. You want to like claw at the ground with your feet rather than kind of like trot along. Does that make sense? It's hard to 
do that over just words. <laughs> you're right. You're right about that. But um, yeah. I mean, you know, I want to make this hard for you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Listen, I'm not one to run away from a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, um, I want to talk myself through this. So, do you mean um, pushing through? I guess the balls of your feet, crawling through the balls yeah. of your feet. Yeah. So you want to really um you can use your whole foot also. You can go from the toe to the ball all the way down to the heel. So really working through your entire foot and then through the floor as well. So the way you push down and the way you push off. Right. Mm-hmm. From one step to another. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then you've got the oppositional movement of your upper body to your lower body, which is incredibly important in Latin dance. Yes. Because nobody wants to look like a stiff board. Mm. I want to... I want to ask you this. I'm getting away from salsa for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you take Kizuma classes at all? You know, uh, I, no. Okay. <laughs> I give you the simple answer. <laughs> I, I, I social dance it from time to time. I'm uh-huh. really not very good at it. Um, I think it's a beautiful dance. I think right. it's beautiful. Uh, I would just say, let's put it simply. I have intimacy issues. Yeah, I understand. It's <laughs> no, an intimate no, no. dance. I, I'm not a huge, for me personally, like of being that close to someone right now, currently. Um, but I also know that it doesn't have to be danced that way. So, but I have it like for me, like sensual bachata, it's not my thing. I yeah. I've also had some incredible kizomba dances and I've had some incredible sensual bachata dances. For me, I think it's just dancing so intimately with someone that I don't know freaks me out and I need to get over that because they're beautiful dances and they're a lot of fun. Um, but I have not ever taken an official Kizomba class, but I have okay. friends, um, professional dancer friends like break things down for me and, yeah. and dance with me. And awesome. I, yeah. I was, was going to say, I think, um, I, Kizomba was my passion. I love okay. Kizomba. I started with salsa and I've been dancing it the longest, but Kizomba was my passion. I, I want to say, um, <laughs> I should get Kizuma, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Like, you know, you don't have to. Like, if I had a million hours in a day, I would want to dance every single dance on the face of the planet. That's the thing. Like, I actually really enjoy, I feel bad that I just said those things, but um, I really enjoy all styles of bachata, kizomba. Like, it's great. It's just, there's not enough time in the day. I understand. I understand. I, it's like that. I, I was going to say, um, I just believe kizomba has helped me understand his weight transferring. Uh-huh. It really helps with that, getting that down. But um, yeah. Oh yeah. I heard it's someone very, say. Uh, it's a very different style of lead and follow, which oh, I yeah. actually really enjoy. Um, the 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 partner connection is so different than in salsa. Salsa, um, it's a lot easier to back lead, which I think is is a challenge. And something it is. to be really, really worked on. So you sometimes you tend to lose some of that real, true lead and follow because of anticipation. Right. Um, so that's yeah. I, I want to get into that if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Would you say would you say you're um more so a better follow? I don't know how to word this question probably, but mm-hmm. more so like a better follow than lead. Oh, by far. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I do not train. Leading, and okay. I, I, um, I know how to lead. I know how to teach leading. I do not do it well because I don't practice it. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I'm a I never practice leading, and it's really bad. But I, I, I have the knowledge. I know the concepts. I teach it all the time. Um, 
I mean, I have a partner work team and I do all of that, but um, don't ask me to perform it because it ain't going to happen. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I want to ask you. One. I really love it. Give me, give me some tips on, um, on becoming a better follow. And I guess to not, not make this question so ambiguous, um, practice your basic. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. What, what about, I want to say like listening and like bag leading. Mm-hmm. Is that, does that go back to the basic? Yeah. Um, relax your arms, relax your elbows, tension in your fingers, always. Eye contact. It helps. It definitely oh helps. I, I contact the smiling. Um, I I think smiling is important. Obviously, if the dude is or the woman, whoever you're dancing with, is making you feel uncomfortable, that's a whole different story. Right, right, right. But I do think that it's important. Dance is about connection, and leading and following is about connection. If you can't feel that person, you, you're not going to be able to follow them well. Right, and I course. think that a, a part of feeling that connection is also having some sort of it's not just visual, it's mental, right? You're, you're connecting, you can communicate with your eyes. Yeah. Um, but also just, just breathe and don't rush. That's very important in terms of following. Know your basic, know your connection, and do not anticipate. Do your best to really listen. Mm. You have time. There's time. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you this. Um, I think you already answered the back leading, you know, try not to anticipate. For for follows, I, I think a big thing for following is is trust. How oh how can you know a new follow, you know, learn to trust? That oh, you are opening up a whole can of good conversation right there. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of that responsibility is in the community, and we need to make sure that we're protecting each other. And you know, trust is earned, but you have to come in with a a, a little bit of trust, right? Just it's kind of given. Um, you're putting yourself in a situation where, yes. where the, you know, the lead is kind of expecting you to trust them. Right. Yeah. You come in with a, you have to come in with a certain amount of trust, but if they do things that are breaking your trust, you can communicate that. You can mm-hmm. always walk away. Right, right, right. In a position where you are, you feel like you are in danger, either physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, however, and those are your boundaries that you decide, then you have the right to walk away and communicate that as a lead as well, because I know that happens from both sides. Um, And I think that that's just something that we maybe don't talk about enough in the community. So some people come in already not feeling safe. Um, There's so many levels to this conversation. You know, we're not just talking about male, female. We're talking about, you know, um, gender identity. We're talking about sexuality. We're talking about race. We're talking about everything. You know, if there's anything that makes you feel unsafe for whatever reason or that you are being disrespected, then we need to talk about that. We need to communicate that you have the right to walk away. Mm -hmm. And talk, talk to someone. If you if you're at a social, talk to the person whose social that is. And mm-hmm. if it's that person that's making you feel uncomfortable, then find the owner of the establishment or okay. find a professional dancer that you trust. Find someone that you already have an established trust with and communicate that. And you know, you can remain anonymous, but we have to we have to communicate and we have to make things aware and, and put things out in the open in order for there to be time. Right, right, right. 
is it's, um, it's hard to fix a problem that you're unaware of. So definitely, definitely. And I think we tend to sweep things under the rug in this community. I know. Mm. Experience. Okay. I say yeah, I could. Yeah, well, I was. I say with New York, though, it's, it's so many more people. It's um, mm. so much more going on. So I, I definitely understand that. When I say community, I actually mean the world. This okay. like dance <laughs> right, the world because it's it's the same wherever you go. It's okay. like this little com- this Latin dance community. It's like got little bubbles everywhere, all over the place. But it's like one big okay. community to me in my eyes. I understand that. And we, I was, um, we have a responsibility to the community as a whole. I think. Mm. Yeah, I was talking to this gentleman yesterday from uh, Luxembourg, mm-hmm. and um, I had no idea, but he told me that salsa is very big in Luxembourg, <laughs> and I was like, okay, nice. <laughs> you, can, you can find salsa in every place that you would mm-hmm. not imagine. I feel yeah. like, yeah, I understand yeah. that. With ten people dancing, mm-hmm. <laughs> salsa there. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you this: um, yeah. at, at this stage in your life and your career. Mm-hmm. What what would you call success? Like, what defines success for you? Oh no! We- Ooh, that's a great question. Um, you said what defines success, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, it was breaking up a little bit. Um, so I, I uh, it's funny you ask me this question right now because I'm actually kind of going through a big sort of shift in my career, um, and. I, sort of brought it up a little bit earlier, but, uh, I just, uh, recently last early or late last year, I auditioned for this show, this new production in New York city. It's called Carmen to Havana and back. And it's a dance theater I saw that. Okay, yeah, yeah. dance theater. It's a show. It's a two and a half hour theater production. Um, and it's something that like, you know, I started dancing at 19 for me, the word Broadway was like a joke, <laughs> like, yeah, dream on. Um, this is not Broadway. This is not Broadway. But uh, it's as close as I've ever come, and it's opened my eyes to a whole new world. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, this is my Broadway audition for a lot <laughs> I'm kidding. Please, for God. Um, no, so being a part of this – so I made the show, and being a part of this production and uh, – you know, kind of dipping my toes into a little bit of light, very light acting, um, dancing, and just like, it's a show. It's a production. And uh, in New York City, and it's like opened my eyes and my brain and my dreams to like possibilities that I didn't even know existed okay. for me. And, um, you know, I'm 32 years old, so I'm like, as a dancer, that's kind of like, uh-uh. Um, but... I I don't know. I'm inspired. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So for me, success is number one, remaining passionate and remaining happy and content with what I'm doing. And this show has kind of helped me fall in love with dancing salsa all over again in a new way outside of the Latin dance community. Again, I don't plan on ever leaving the Latin dance community, but kind of like what I was mentioning before, not having to rely on Congresses okay. has been a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to dance. Salsa. That's a live music three nights in a row. I shake my booty. I can move. <laughs> I get to have fun with an amazing cast of dancers. Um, and it's like, 
it's been this like window that was kind of like in the back over there and I didn't even know it existed and I opened it and it's like, whoo, sunlight pouring. Okay. Like, okay. Just, that's awesome. That sounds yeah. wonderful. I don't know really what success means to me, but I'm, I'm kind of just taking things one day at a time right now, seeing what opportunities come from this. I've already learned so much about myself. I'm going to start taking some acting classes and singing classes, okay. freaking me out. I'm terrified, but I'm excited because I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. And I think it's important because uh, you know, as amazing as our Latin dance community is, it's very, very insular. It's very much we're we're kind of like, hey, don't come in here, you're right, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you can come in, but you'll never leave, <laughs> right? This is like it's like it's opening it up to the world a little bit in a new way, and it's very, it's very true to the roots, and it's very authentic. The music is amazing, the dancing is amazing. Everyone involved is is very true to the roots and respectful of, of truth. Okay. Um, and it's important. And yeah. I think that this number one, the show could go places, but also I think it's just important to spreading Latin dance music history in a very entertaining show. That's and uh, who knows where I'm going to go from here, but yeah. one day at a time. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, um, like you, you, you're constantly learning and uh, oh yeah, like reinventing yourself. You know, you're not being stagnant yeah. or anything. I think yeah, maybe that's maybe that's my definition of success. <laughs> I don't know. I just I want to keep creating. I want to be happy. I want to live full of passion. I think that's one of the most important things to me. Um. And people find that in their own way every single day. And I'm not saying that my way of living passionately is your way or that person's way. Um, but I know that that's important to me. And uh, music movement creating is like, I can't live without it. So mm, I understand yeah. that. I want to, um, if you don't mind, I want to kind of switch gears on you, all right? Let's do it. Hey, hey. I want to ask you. This series of like rapid fire questions, okay? Ooh, okay, I suck at these. Let's e, go. E. <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> I want you to try and answer these in like five seconds or less, okay? Ooh, yeah. E. All right, you think you ready? Yep. Hey, let's get it. Okay. If you could meet anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, okay. This is going to get real serious, but my birth mom. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Um, I guess I your... kind of met her, but it was brief. Okay, continue. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do outside of dancing? Ah, uh, drawing, painting, photography. Yeah, well, I forgot, but we're going to get into photography. We're definitely going to get into that. Um, why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, because I had to get somewhere. I had to get to dance class, probably. <laughs> yeah, <I understand>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, What is the best gift you ever received? Oh, um, just... Oh my God. I don't know. Everything life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life. That's a good one. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you had one superpower, what would it be? Mm, okay. To fly. Yeah. Hey, for sure. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm scared of tricks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is one item you could never live without? Ooh, um, conditioner. <laughs> Michelle. Um, as a child, what did you want to be growing up? Oh, I wanted to be a marine biologist. Okay, yeah. okay. I did. What, what advice would you give your 25 year old self? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, to just 
do it, to just go full force and to stop doubting myself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like to really listen to the thoughts that were going through my head and believe in them faster than I did. Okay. Okay. What is the best piece of freaking petty people? Okay. (laughs) What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Hmm. Probably something along those lines, like to just really to be true to yourself and to look for contentment, not even happiness, because I think happiness is fleeting, but to find peace, like to really listen to yourself, listen to your heart and to find peace. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you the opposite of that. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Oh God. Um, that there's one right way to do things. I understand <laughs> that. A piece of advice, but I think that there's certain people that think that the rules are very rigid in life, and they're not. Right. No, it's so true. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, you're stuck on an island for five days, Ooh. and you can only bring three things. What are you going to bring? Probably sunscreen because I'm white as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Um, is there food on the island already? Um, sure. Sure. Why not? All the your favorite foods. Food. Yeah. I'm not going to die. Okay. <laughs> um, music. Okay. Sunscreen music. Shit. This is more than five seconds. I'm horrible at these questions. <laughs> Someone, a good friend. Okay. So no. <laughs> sure, no, that's a good probably, idea. I probably should have said that. Sorry, babe. <laughs> um, and, yeah, whoever's yeah. available. Okay. <laughs> and um, well, last one. What is your favorite dance congress? Ooh, you know that changes. It's like I, they're never the same. Okay. Never ever the same. Um, but I really like small events. I know I'm probably not very popular in saying this and I've worked with so many promoters and I love you all. I'm so grateful to you and the work that you do in creating amazing, big, like dynamic and popping events. But the ones I remember the most and that like stay true to my heart are the little ones, the small ones. There's one actually in North Carolina. Um, it's called Port City Salsa Splash. It's tiny. It's amazing. It's magical. I like little ones because you get to connect. Oh, impact, right? Yeah, I understand yeah, that. A different vibe. The the smaller events have a different vibe. I even like weekenders where it's just like not even a congress. It's just mm. people. You get, you got your classes, you got your parties, and you're just connecting with yeah. people from that place. And I I like that. I like connecting. I, I would say as um as a student, I mean, I, I love. I, I like the smaller events as well because it gives me an actual opportunity to talk to and meet the instructor. I think it's it, it's exactly what you're saying. It's a, it's it's got a little bit more of an it's impact. intimate. Yeah. It's a lot more intimate, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know I, earlier I was like I have intimacy issues. I do. But I actually really like intimacy. Yeah. I'm not what you're saying though. It's yeah. um, I like to connect the same person in all in all in their scenarios. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you did those questions. That was a perfect. You know, ten out of ten. Great job. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, I, I want to ask you this though. Um, uh, for for beginners mm-hmm. who feel like they're stuck in a beginner's rut, mm. what advice can you give them? 
Um, take a deep breath. Practice your basic. Practice your basic. Um, but take a, a different class. Take a, a different style of dance. But don't quit. Like, definitely, definitely don't quit. That's, like, one of the things that's that everyone goes through in dance and probably anything that you that you do in life that's worth doing and that's challenging is that you're going to do this. You're going to you're going to get better and then you're going to plateau. You might even get worse and then you get better and you plateau or you get worse, 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 plateau, better. It, it's never just a straight line. So you just have to ride the wave. Ride the wave. Show up anyway. I think I think the big thing is so it just consistency, right? Showing up, right? 100%. I say this all the time too. Like our brains can learn things pretty fast, but our bodies take a lot of time. Our bodies are slow. They're kind of dumb. <laughs> They're magical, amazing machines, but they take time to learn. Yeah. So that's where frustration comes in. Cause you're like, Oh, I understand this concept. Why can't I do it? Cause you haven't given yourself enough time, enough repetition or enough patience. So you have to be kind with yourself because beating yourself up is only going to make you frustrated and it's going to slow you down. Mm. Take it from me. I've been there. I understand. I'm, I'll be there again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've already answered this question. In fact, I know you have, but I'm gonna ask it to you anyway. Um, what does it take for an intermediate dancer to become an advanced dancer? Mm. Drop the ego. <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta let that go. Uh, that's a huge problem in this community as well. A lot of professionals need to drop their egos as well. Um, that also just holds you back. Confidence is very important and like critical to be a good dancer. You need to be confident. Like there's no one wants to dance with someone who's like, oh, it's so, um, but that's kind of your ego as well, feeding uh-huh. this information. So you gotta let that go. You gotta separate yourself from that. Um, and, uh, really make sure you know your fundamentals. Like if you're an intermediate dancer, can you break down? the fundamental techniques of your dancing. I'm not saying, are you a teacher? Because I don't think that you should be teaching, but can you break it down? Can you explain it? Um, can you share it? Mm-hmm. Um, because if you can explain it, that means you know it, right? Definitely, uh, definitely. And then just keep learning, keep practicing, and start get putting yourself into slightly more advanced classes and see how you fare. Mm-hmm. But practice, practice, practice. It's the same thing as a beginner. You know, we just put names on things because that's what humans do. We like to categorize. Right. It's all the same. We're all we're all beginners. Hey, there it is. Ends. That never ends. There it is. I've just been a beginner longer. <laughs> I like that. I really like that. That's really cool. I, I really like that. <laughs> um, I, I want to ask you this. I don't want to like get too psychological. Yeah. But, I'm down with that. Uh, <laughs> um. How can someone drop their ego? Do you have an answer to that? Mm. How can someone, yeah, you know, not now that well, the ego control. Sometimes them. it happens when they don't want it to happen and they, it, like, sometimes the universe takes care of that for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you get a little get humbled. reality tech. You get humbled. Um, but I think, I think you have to kind of get out of your own way. You have to, um, I think ego when we let our egos get in our own way, really it's coming from the more you can build your confidence, the easier it will be to separate yourself from your ego. Right. And if um, you surround yourself with great 
humans, whether they're dancers or not, then that's going to humble you. For example, my dance team, I am surrounded by these incredible people, like actual genius people, artists, like activists, scientists, engineers. Like I have amazing, incredible humans on my team. Are we the most amazing team? Nah, dance wise. But these people on my team, they humble me every day and they make me feel grateful to be in their presence. And, uh, and it, it, yeah, I think if you surround yourself with incredible people who have a good set of brains on their shoulders, you know, and a good heart, uh-huh. you know, but if you just stay in your own little world with people that feed your ego <laughs> in the wrong way, yeah, I think it's, it can be toxic. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question, but good. No, that's perfect. Yeah. It's a good support system. That definitely helps. Um, let me ask you this. Um, and you already talked about, um, Somebody goes to Cuba. What was it? Oh, Carmen to Havana and back. Oh, yeah. sorry, my fault. Carmen. Based off of the the opera, Carmen. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you. Um, yeah. So tell me, what are some of your upcoming events? What do you have going on in your life? Yeah. So I've I've pretty committed to this uh to this show, which is it's running every single weekend through June. Um. So that's pretty much my upcoming events right now. <laughs> and uh, I uh, I'm recently um. Actually, that's not true. I'm going to Portland uh, the third weekend in April, and then I'll be in Milan for the Onto Salsa Congress in, okay. at the end of April. Um, but those those are my last two gigs with my current partner. Oh. Ways, and I'll be doing my own thing and kind of pursuing this sort of new dream of mine. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of handpicking the events that I want to go to, like, uh, put a vintage. So. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you have that freedom. That's, that's yeah, even more it's, yeah. it's pretty exciting. It's a, it's a huge risk I'm taking also, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. let me ask you this. Uh, well, I want to say this. I want to thank you so much, you know, for taking time out your day to talk to me. I yeah. really do appreciate it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, my pleasure. I, I feel honored. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I'll, please, uh, let, let the people know how, how can people get in contact with you? How can they reach you? Yeah, so you can, um, I would say the easiest way to get in contact with me is either through Instagram or my email. Um, I, Facebook is like uh, crazy for me. Um, so, and you can follow me on Facebook as well. Uh, Instagram is Isa Freiberger. And I should, should, I, I should spell that. Yeah. <laughs> it's at I S A F R E I. B-E-R-G-E-R. And then my email is info at isabelfryberger.com. Hey. So my name, really. Um, and that's about it. Hey. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I would, I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't give you a chance to talk about your photography. Please, please tell me oh. about that. Yeah. Um, well, I got my, my master's in fine art focusing on photography, but I kind of consider myself more of a mixed media artist. Um, it's a very different side of my expression. Uh, salsa is like happy, fun. Um, it's a lot more complex than that, that as well, but I tend to kind of go into the little deeper, dark, darker side. I, said, I saw some of your pictures. I was uh, a little scared. <laughs> I mean, I just hit the. I like that. I like to, I like, uh, I like to cause a reaction. Okay. In- you got one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think that we're, we're all pretty complex 
multifaceted humans and I like to kind of explore emotion and experience in life through my art. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Weird over there, but you can follow me at Isabel Freiberger Photography. I see a plug there. Yeah. Yeah. And Isabel Freiberger Photography.com as well. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Same thing. My name is Photography. (laughs) There it is. Um, See, I want to thank you so much, Miss Isabel. I really, really do appreciate it. Oh, it's really my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess I just say uh, have, have a wonderful rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. You too. Hey. Damn fun, everybody. <laughs> hey. Ciao. Bye. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, if you made it this far to all to the end of the video, I want to thank you so much. Um, my overall goal with making these interviews and these episodes is uh to give a voice to dancers, you know, to give them a platform to speak their story. So uh if this is of value to anyone then that that means the world to me. Um my overall goal is to give value to the dance community. So if you find no value in this and I, I urge you to please let me know where I can improve on. Um, I, I truly want to, you know, just, uh, give value and content to, to the dance community. Um, so please let me know how I can improve where I'm messing up because to be a hundred percent honest with you, um, you know, I'm learning along the way as I do this. I, I truly am. So, um, to be able to interact with, you know, the dance community, it means the world to me because it. It gives me feedback and it lets me know, you know, what I'm doing right, where I can improve upon, um, you know, what I'm doing wrong, which I feel like might maybe more important. Um, so please, if you all could could comment and just let me know what you think, it, it means the world to me because you know that feedback just helps me improve. So um, please comment uh, as well, you know. Please like and subscribe. That means a lot as well. Um, but. You know, I want to say thank you so much for for just watching this because it means the world to me. Um, you know, I wanna I wanna take you on this journey of the Two Love Feet Podcast. You know, I'm, I'm very excited for it. So, once again, thank you so much.